0: All right, here, buddy, Scoots here, and this is uh, the Tales of Lady Witchbeard uh, episode 13, where we look back at the series, maybe take a little, uh, like, a Saturday morning preview of what's coming up in our next couple series. And uh, so, yeah, um, I'll I'll just, uh, like, uh, have Antonio introduce uh, things right now, since we're doing this a little bit different. Uh, as the friends beyond the binary, the ladies and gentlemen, the boys and the girls, it's time for a recap of Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Splish, splash, yeah. All right, thanks, Antonio. So, uh, let's see. So, this is the kind of episode you could listen to this first and then listen to all the Lady Witchbeard episodes, or you could listen to this separately. And this is kind of like our look-back episodes. I started doing this uh, years ago, like a series wrap-up, as long as we have time to do it. One, because I found it's very sleepy for most people. They sleep right through it, which is great. Uh, And then, two, there are some people in the audience that uh, are creative and want to hear kind of some of the processes behind the show and sleep to it or listen to it optionally to chill out or both. Cause usually that's on a realist and, and uh, you know, but here's, here's a funny thing. If you're listening to the, for that reason, I do recommend setting a timer because it is hard to focus on sleep with me in general and just listen to it in 10 minute chunks. Uh, probably 10 minutes is your max. Uh, I mean, I listen to like when I'm doing a really focused listen to the show, yeah, I'm like doing it in 15 minute chunks, but I've been doing it for thousands of episodes or excuse me, like 1,000-plus episodes. So a little pro-am tip from Scoots. So we did season two of Lady Witchbeard. This, I believe, was our longest stretch between a season one and a season two. Uh, is possibly one of, one of my—I mean, not possibly. It's definitely Lady Witchbeard is one of my favorite characters to work with. And to think about, especially I mean this is weird. Lady Witward probably is the character. I feel like lives the most life in between the Sleep with me episodes. Um, as opposed to other characters, she inhabits more of a space uh, of uh, where I'm only get it, like we're only getting exposed to a segment of her life probably <laughs> normally her life is even more exciting than it would be on an episode of Sleep with me. And so, it, like, I don't know, like, so so there was a long delay. So what I'll do for this episode is I'll run through kind of the history of Lady Witchbeard. And maybe if I can find it, we'll take a, like a deep dive into the first episode she ever appeared on. And kind of talk about the series and, and, and where things went and then see what our time's like and go from there. I guess the first thing I want to address, though, is like, why... Like I get a lot, like even like I definitely am not in a position where I can take any episode submission ideas. I put that on our website, and I try to let people know that. And that's like non, you know, like uh, but even understandably, people say, "Hey, when's this? This that's not an episode submission idea. It's more like, hey, when can you do a second season or another season, or when are these characters coming back?" because understandably everybody has their favorite characters and I just like I'm in the same way. When's this series going to have its season two or season three or when's this movie coming back out with this recurring character or when's this person putting out their next movie? I don't care what, if it's uh, like a, uh, so, you know, if I'm just a fan of theirs, uh, so, um, totally understand that. And Lady Witchbeard is one of those ones where it's like, uh, I think people stopped asking because the episodes became so far back in the archives, they fell out of the free feed. So there was just like Lady Witchbeard super fans. And um, there was a long gap. I mean, I think Lady Witchbeard was, it wasn't one of the first series we did because the first three series were, well, the first two ones that stuck were Bessos and uh, uh, After the Glass Slipper. So I don't know if it was the series after those both concluded. So that would have put it in like year two of the podcast maybe. Or I don't know. I'd have to look and maybe we could do that as well. But uh, it was such a long gap because a lot of interesting things. And I may have talked about some of this. so, So excuse me. And I'll probably be inaccurate. And if you look back at my answers at other times, I'll probably be remembering things in a different way. Then I remembered them in the past, and I might even be wrong about a lot of facts. Uh, that's just the nature of sleep with me and my brain and the way it works. I'm very imperfect, and, you know, I remember my memory does not work uh, like a recording device. Uh, it's more of an impressions device. But so... um the the biggest reason for the gap, which between seasons, of Lady, Witchwood, is just there was not a story worthy, like like uh, that says why. Like, I'm trying to think of how, the phrasing of the question that I say, but like like well, is this is, is there a reason to make a season two of Lady Witchwood until a story or a concept comes up? Uh, The answer is normally no, let's just wait. Or, what, like, if I'm discussing it with myself, it's like, oh, what ideas do you have? Well, I don't know, I just miss her. Okay, well, it's probably not enough to produce 12 new episodes. So, let's just wait and see. And because Sleep With Me is independent, I don't have outside pressure to say, okay, when is this new series going to be done? And it's not a matter this isn't a matter of perfectionism, because it's more like it's pre pre it's uh what do you call that? Like uh where you're you're saying, okay, when there's enough juice here to push a series forward, then the series will be ready to get pushed forward. So it's not like procrastinating or avoidance or saying, I'm waiting for the perfect idea, because it's definitely never a perfect idea. It's more of like can this concept or idea sustain a series? And in, in a sense, not is it worthy of being a—is it going to make great material? Is it worthy of the characters and the story? And again, can it come up—can we get about 12 hours? Like, is it, like, sustainable in the sense of, like, is there 12 hours of the material there because that's a lot uh, and a lot of writing and in, in order to do that. It's like, okay, there has to be something conceptually. Now, in season twos or season threes of a series with Sleeping Me, there is an extra advantage, which was not, not, well, I guess it was in this case, but I wasn't able to lean on it. But maybe I was, of uh, having an established a relationship with the characters. That's something I talk about a lot of times. And that does come with extra responsibility. So it doesn't make it any easy to kick off the season. But once you start writing, it's easier to get into a groove because you know the characters a little bit better. Now, it had been a long time since I worked with these characters. And one of the difficulties of season one it was that uh, um, like Lady Witchbeard was such an amazing character... That uh, like uh, like a witch who is a pirate? I mean, what more can you ask for, right? Is it like uh, you say, holy cow, that's a dream character. I mean, I mean, that's what I, th- I mean in my opinion. I said, well, like, uh, you know, I can just see any number of amazing people like being Lady Witchbeard or portraying Lady Witchbeard or you know creating an animated Lady Witchbeard. Because the idea of a witch who's a pirate is just uh, endlessly fascinating to me. And then Lady Witchbeard herself is uh, a complicated character. But she's also kind of in the similar... I I don't think... I guess she is... I don't know if she's heavily influenced by Star Trek The Next Generation. Or somebody like Picard. Because she is different than Picard. And I haven't seen like a lot of Captain Janeway... So I can't say that she's influenced by Captain Janeway, but I'd say like she's, she's as competent as Picard. Maybe she's a little more Riker trying to think. I mean, but she, she's definitely influenced by the competence of the, the, the crew of the Enterprise and the command structure of the Enterprise. And she's an incredibly competent character though she is not constrained in the same ways by like a federation so she is different in that sense is uh and that's kind of one of the cool things i was able to do or or that i had fun with with this uh, series but one of the difficulties of that is uh when you're prepping something like that in season one i had less experience too but like uh so oh boy, this is going to be amazing because it's going to be Lady Witchbeard's story and she's going to take things from, you know, the beginning to the end. And we had a pretty strong concept, which was like the, the simplest version was Lady Witchbeard heard um, the Neil Young song about uh, Hernan Cortez. And then she said, OK, like, I don't like this guy. Let's go find him and teach him some manners. And... And that's very 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 uh i don't know it's still a juicy concept of it uh, drives a lot of sleep with me but uh in 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 this version we went to kind of an alternative reality uh but we went we kind of kind of back in time. I think we definitely weren't in our universe because uh like things were much more surreal and magical, so it had this magical realism type feel or that's what I was going for, I guess. Uh, And, uh, but once we got there, it became a lot more uh, like a germ kind of took over the character that I was playing kind of as myself. And in some sense as a character, you know, the scooter type character. Uh, But there was a lot of uh, surreal fun stuff that happened but it wasn't like a straight—it was not even—it was a very meandering plot line and overcomplicated and in a good way. But it wasn't a straight—I mean, obviously it obviously couldn't be because that's not the job of sleep with me. But I still thought Lady Witchbeard would carry that series as a A character. But instead, she ended up being kind of like the B character. And I mean I guess that's a, a sense of like— a, it, I remember at the time I was very frustrated, and I even was emailing with somebody that wrote wrote comic books uh, for one of the big comic book companies, and they said I can't like really. They were trying to be kind about it, but they said, "Well, you're lucky that this character she's making her own decisions, and her decisions to step out of the spotlight. Uh, you got to respect that because." I got to write characters that I they don't, like, I don't get to, like, give them that breathing room. I have to write a character that's somebody else uh, that has all these expectations and lack of choice and, and use those creative constraints. So the characters, you know, like, have to behave a certain way or have to fit, you know, a certain thing. And here you've got this character and she's just doing, like, she gets to do what she wants. Uh, that's a pretty good problem to have. And I think that was early on, so like in the series, and I can remember, I think, reading the message uh, when I was eating my lunch. I don't know if I was on a run, but I remember I was in, this is when I worked at the library and I was on my break uh, in Fremont, California at this Lake Stevenson, I think it's called, which is where I would eat my lunch and take my lunch breaks or go for a run and then eat my lunch at my desk. So I just remember that season. I don't remember much about it because I haven't re-listened to it. And it had some things that, like, if I can recall correctly, that like it was more slapstick. Uh, Lady weird was much like because it was like a, like a, more in the R-rated, uh, PG strong, PG thirteen. Like Lady weird which much her temper was much more foul, and she was she was a little bit harder around the edges. And, you know, I was her, like, uh, like uh, I wanted to be her sidekick even then. And she was kind of burdened with germ at the time, now DAW. And so, I don't know. I, I mean, I had fun with that series. Uh, I, I really liked how it turned out, like, looking back at it and seeing how many wild things happened. And also that it was a sleep podcast where... Lady Witchbeard was going back or going in time to destroy a conquistador that's like such so I mean like we can't say anything other than that's so Lady Witchbeard, that's exactly what she would do. So that's when I you know you have a good character. It's like, okay, if Lady Witchbeard did hear that Neil Young song and listen to it and said, Wait, are these the lyrics? Who is this guy? Like uh, that's exactly the choice she would make. Now, that kind of leads into the delay of seasons is, uh, when you have a character that, uh, is that specific and kind of, I guess, fu- like a uh, fully formed or, or pretty strongly formed and has strongly held opinions, uh, you can't really force them to make choice decisions, uh, like, in a, even as a writer or whatever, you can't say, okay, lady, which would have decided that you're going to do this. What? Well, well, okay. She would say, like an actor or actress, uh, okay, what's my motivation? And you'd say, oh, boy. Uh, and that's exactly the relationship we have in a good sense. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's some sort of external projection. But in both series, it was like, okay... Believe me like basically lady which was like in um, she's withdrawn at the start of a normal adventure with us because because of her relationship with me or before the first time we met it was something else but uh, so she doesn't want, she needs like a very strong motivation to change her mind uh, from being on a break uh, or saying okay I'm done with you Dodge. germ and your wild adventures. Now, meanwhile, the whole Lake Lady Witchbeard was existing between the two series because the first series left off, and I somehow, I, I think, in very Sleep With Me tradition, I got scattered across multiple universes. I don't know how many series have ended that way. And I guess it's a trope, but it's also like... uh like, uh just one way I like to end series in different ways is, uh, uh or start them, is uh the scattering across the universe idea for whatever reason. And, and this one, it was like, that was the only way to resolve the trouble at the end of the season. But of course, Lady Witchbeard being tied to me in some sense is like, okay, now I have to go collect all. So that was what happened for Lady Witchbeard between season one and season two. And that took a long, long time. And she had been she had left the thirteen C's, her world, uh to uh, one deal with Hernan Cortez, and then two, on another separate adventure, collected the pieces of germ scattered across the multiverses or whatever, then needed a break because that probably was exhausting. And of course, understandably uh she uh she didn't want to have anything to do with me after you know, after you rescue someone who won't stop talking, you say, Okay, I need a break. So yeah, so Lady Wish we in oh, okay, so one of the things uh That would become important and naturally would become important. So Lady Witchbeard left the World of Thirteen Seas, had her two adventures, and then was also on a break. Uh, Meanwhile, the World of Thirteen Seas is still existing. Things haven't stopped there. I guess I wasn't aware of some of those facts until I started working on the series again. And so... Uh for years now, I've been like, huh, like just like everybody else, will Lady Witchbeard have a second season? And sometimes I'll go on walks and think about her or think about it. And then I just say, I don't know, what adventure is really worthy of Lady Witchbeard? And it can be different every time for a different series. It might be that you think of something. I mean, this could have been other ways it played out. Like I could have thought of something enticing, uh, like a clearly formed adventure or um, type of opposition that fit Lady Witchbeard's needs or that would appeal to her, and then said, "Okay, how about this? I heard this happened." Uh, like even the way the season played out, if if we like, we could have presented her in a different way, without the initial concept, and she'd go for it probably. Like we said, there's an ominous plan. To, to gelatinize the 13 C's uh, by some mysterious figures, uh, one of which we believe is a witch conqueror from another realm or something. Uh, she'd say, she'd already be gone. Like, I would have just heard the door close. But like, Lady Witcher. where are you? Or we said, "Jesus, pirate guilds are all closing down. No one knows why. There's something going on piracy has been stopped, uh, or pirates have gone legit. Even that might get her attention, but uh, that's not what I thought of first. That's actually what grew out of the concept, which is uh, the nice thing. Like, those weren't the ideas I had first. Those grew out of another idea. But So it doesn't have to be as simple as a concept. It could be a character. It could be a a conflict uh, or... It could be a what if, uh, or huh, what's that? Uh like I think there's probably other things it could be, but normally your best place to start is like uh with a new character, oh what what uh well, huh, what are they gonna do? And then or huh, well that happened. Well how how are we gonna fi how would Lady Witchbeard fix it? But I didn't have any of those ideas that appealed to Lady Witchbeard over the past whatever five years and at different times, I was like, "Okay, maybe there just won't be a second season of Lady Witchbear. That's fine." Uh, and actually, that gives you the free—that actually is freeing in some sense. You say, "Okay, until there's a really good idea," um, like then I'll like I just won't worry about it. And interestingly enough, it kind of happened by accident. Like a lot of good things. Uh, or popped out of the story swamp. And I don't have an exact memory of this, how this happened. And I don't, so I don't know if I talked about it already a different time. That's like an accurate portrayal of what happened. Uh, but I could tell you that at some point I was thinking of Lady Witchbeard and maybe I had a couple ideas that I didn't write down. Unfortunately, that kind of, uh, helped me. Uh, but at some point I heard the song Brandy, which I think is by looking glass, uh, and I think I, like I literally it was just on a playlist or something like probably a yacht like ra- yacht rock playlist maybe Brene Brown's or a yacht like r- yacht rock playlist, uh, and for some reason, and I think I talked about it with Lady Witchford, It's like for some reason something about that song feels like the '70s to me. Like the music, musically, and the just the tone, like it feels like a '70s game show or something I would have been watching as a kid on, re, like, on repeats on like a cable channel. And I don't know, nothing to me feels like I, I didn't really live very much in the '70s as a sentient being. Like, uh, so it's not like I say, oh, well, I grew up in the '70s or I was a teen in the '70s and it's where I had some formative moments. I mean most of the formative stuff happened to me in the eighties so while I existed in, in for for a time in the seventies, like uh I didn't really experience the seventies. So I don't know why what that is, but it's just something about that style of music. And I know there's a lot of other styles of music that evoke the seventies, but for me for me I'm saying and I mean it's definitely and maybe it's a sixties song, but I don't know. For me it like clearly is different than sixties classic rock or whatever even though classic rock was in the 70s i, I don't know so that song I, I usually like tune into it unless i don't like unless it's bringing up some non-positive feelings for me which happens at times but i say oh boy i get that 70s groove a couple other songs do it like ride captain ride or something is another one uh, they say, oh boy, I feel like I'm on a seventies game show. I have no idea why that creates that experience for me. And it's more of like a dreamlike experience. It's not like I'm saying, I heard the song on a game show. I know it's just a mood, I guess is the best way to put it. So that song came on and at some point, I don't know what happened first. If I started, I said, well, I need one more hit of that brandy, man. Uh, or I said, wait a second never really paid paid attention to the depth of the song. And, I mean, I knew the lyrics and stuff, uh, but I said, wait a second, uh, this song is, uh, the more you listen to it and you explore the lyrics, you say, one, it's like this Love Lost song, but then you think that kind of Brandy's like being treated poorly. Uh, by all these other people, but then they're also like all in love with her. They're all jealous, like oh, uh, and, and and I don't know. It just has this tale, and it, actually, at first uh, conceptually, I said, "Oh wow, this is interesting." Like, and I guess that's all that matters is that. Uh, I mean, I'll talk about what was where I thought things were going to go, but they don't. All, they never go that way, obviously, in a good way. But I said, oh boy, like, this is something, this song has something to be curious about. And I didn't even, like, it wasn't like I was looking for a song. I thought maybe, I didn't think that Lady Witchbeard's next adventure would come to a song again. But I said, holy cow, like, uh, this song raises more questions than answers. And, or for me. And that's exactly the kind of thing that you can write 12 episodes about. They say, okay, there's a lot of questions this song raised for me. One, who was this dude? Wait, did he really love the sea, like, more than Brandy, or was he just telling her a tale? Uh, what if she, she was, wait, was she waiting for him to come back? Uh, then that's not, like, uh, like is he was he going to come back to her? I love my lady as the sea, or whatever he says to her. I think, uh, so I said, uh, like, huh, this is interesting. There's a lot of questions here that remain unanswered. I mean, some people might think case closed, like, uh, it's about, like, the song's about Brandy and her being sad. But I did say to myself, uh, if I was a Lady Witchbeard, And listening to the song, and then Brandy told me the similar tale. What would Brandy look like? Uh, And I don't mean physically, I mean emotionally. Is she sad? Like, and these are questions, not answers. This is an important part of the process sometimes for me. Okay, well, you know, would she be sad? Is she mad? Is she defeated? Is she like, is she like, is longing flowing out of her? Has she moved on? Our dude's still bothering her. Okay, she's sworn never love again. And it's just the kind of that process. Oh, boy. Like, that's a lot of questions getting raised. Uh, and so then I'm like, okay, so if Lady Witchbeard's there, like, Lady Witchbeard is less uh, asking the questions than saying, which question is Lady Witchbeard asking that she needs to have answered? So then I say, and that, that, I guess, is where the catalyst happens, where it's like, okay, we got to make this now. Because I say, okay, uh, like, I think Lady Weird, I'm not. this is not written, so I can't put words in the mouth. But I say, I think, who the heck is this guy? Is he lost? Wow, I really feel for this brandy. Is this guy lost? Uh, or is he just a jerk? Uh or is he really in love with the sea? And I got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, like, whatever, wherever when we're brainstorming, and it was Lady Witchbeard and I and Brandy together, and we're more in this question place than a real, real, reality place, you say, okay, this is stirring something in Lady Witchbeard that she can no longer be inactive about. That's it. That's what I mean by a catalyst. So then it doesn't mean you you don't need the answers at that point the uh the 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 lady which spirit has been activated the catalyst has happened and that probably just that event like is enough in this series not maybe not other series uh but for a character that is action based uh and is a kind of uh I don't know, that's how she expresses herself most for the most part is through her actions and she's driven to like yeah, I guess that just that catalyst drives her to action. That's enough. So I say, oh boy, okay, we're in it now. And then that's when you start to, like that came up, I don't know when, but I said, okay, and then I was listening to Brandy, listening to cover songs of Brandy. While we were still working on the last series, which I have no idea at this point even what series that was, uh, was it in a new series? I have no idea because I'm already, my brain just doesn't work that way, but not important either. Other than the fact, I mean, it's sure somebody's feelings are hurt. The star of the last series, whoever it was, uh, wasn't odder things. I don't think, uh, Oh, was it, was it journey into the journey into the land of tomorrow? That makes sense. So they wouldn't be hurt because they said, we understand scoots. Uh, it's been a while. And so this is like probably spring of uh, 2020 when this is happening and we're wrapping up uh, journey into the land of tomorrow. And so then I say, okay, then it, then what happens is you just have these concepts. Maybe you have time to play in it, but more you're just feeling it. And then the recording of Journey in the Land of Tomorrow, whatever, episode 12 or 10, whatever we finished on, finishes. And then two weeks later, you got to be recording uh, Tales of Lady, Witch episode one. So you have two weeks to write it, which is some people it might sound like too much or a lot, but it's like the rhythm of the podcast that works. Uh, for me not I don't always love it, but having a deadline and the creative constraint of the deadline helps eliminate procrastination and per- 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 perfectionism, not all the time for sure. but it just works uh, for the show knowing two weeks you got to get that done. It's got, you got to be recording next Thursday or Friday, Scoots, or two Thursdays, whatever. So so then we say, okay, well, where did we leave off last time? Okay, she had a whole other venture. Well, in this sense, the same environment we met the first time is probably the best place to start the story. Where does the story start with Lady Witchbeard not wanting anything to do with me and me longing to be with Lady Witchbeard once again. Like, because if she... Like, I kind of talked about in the first episode, I think, when I'm pitching her, is, like, of course you want to be with uh, If you have a leader who's a real leader who makes you feel safe and part of something and is competent, like, of course you want to work on the enterprise, if you could. I mean, if that's your thing. Like, so... Like once you've been exposed to someone like that, uh, uh, like it, 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 it's something you desire, or particularly the character of Daw, which is similar to me, but I'm not a, a leader seeker really as much as Daw is. Uh, but maybe if I came in contact with Lady Wichita, I would be. So I said, okay, so Lady Wichita is once again reluctant, and we got to introduce this song, Brandy, to her. Which will start at the adventure, but then there's still like I said. Wait a second though, like Lady Witchbeard's going to be like really resistant. She does not want anything to do with me, and this song does not quite have the immediacy though. While it, it's interesting, it didn't feel like it was quite. It it has it has enough juice to make a series about it and create a catalyst in Lady Witchbeard. But, I don't know, I felt like there has to be something else, because uh, then I said, okay, I want this to happen in the 13 seas, uh, not in the witch world and not in our world or an alternative reality. I said, I want this to be—I was hoping it would be a—like, I was thinking it would be just a story of piracy. And, like, Lady Witchbeard would be trying to find a man who loved the sea— uh, and answer that question for Brandy. Um, that's what I conceptually thought like we would do. I said, okay, that like, we'll try to answer those questions and probably be straight, fo- <laughs> probably straightforward. And we'll go, we'll do some pirate stuff and then we'll do some more pirate stuff and some pirate pirate style. And we'll get the answer or we won't, uh, but we'll get close. Uh, and so when I thought about that, I said, "Okay, well, what's the 13 C's like now? And what's how how are we gonna have this piracy? I don't know." At some point, I stumbled up kind of on this bureaucratic idea. Also, as one more motivator, because I thought like a lady, which was just too smart to fall into the trap again of me playing a song, and hit her her it stirring in an idea in her. And her going for it, like, even if she wanted to, she she would be like, fool me once, it's fine. Fool me twice, n- no chance of that happening with Lady Witchbeard. It's, it's, it's that simple. But, uh, so I said, okay, well, okay, so we need an extra motivator, but maybe it's not personal. And we wanted this to be pirate, we've never seen Lady Witchbeard as a pirate, very like, uh, so then I don't know how the, I, this bureaucratic idea came up, but, but I said, okay, it would make sense if, like, uh, and also, like, why, like, how would, like, me and Lady Witchbeard's idea, I don't know, just ideas to explore. I said, okay, well, maybe Lady Witchbeard is on the outs with the Pirate, Pirates League. Maybe that would create more conflict later on. And then also I did watch a bunch of old movies, and uh, there's, like, a very... I don't know if you want to say archetypal pirate type, like Earl Flynn. And I said, okay, well, that's not Lady Witchbeard's style. And so, how does that fit in? Because, again, if you're playing in archetypes, it just gives you or familiarity. I know it's just inspired. Like, I don't know. So I said, okay, or for people. Like a like a dread, a dread pirate Roberts Wesley uh, from uh, Princess Bride, will be the the more modern or not? That's not. I mean, I guess the eighties nineties version of that that you may be familiar with, and then maybe Orlando Bloom, but he's a little uh, more by the rules, uh, less of a rogue. I don't know. I didn't see all those movies. But, I mean, he is swashbuckling, I'd say. So, okay. um, Where does that leave us? So, so I said, okay, maybe they, yeah, there's this bureaucracy. Because at some point you have to deal with the charismatic pirate. I mean, there's no other way around it uh, if you're dabbling in piracy. Or at least I felt that way. So I said, "Okay, well, we, so we have to do, come across this charismatic pirate, or swashbuckling style, you know, swinging from the ramparts." So I don't know. As we started out the season, those were things. I said, "Okay, maybe Lady Witcher needs an extra motivator to get back into the world of piracy, and and take me along." Like maybe she needs some extra desperation is what it turns out. Because again, I don't think you would take, if you were a witch pirate, no offense to me or Daw, but I already kind of created enough problems for Lady Witch She probably, she doesn't know that she's not better. Like on a conscious level and on a common sense level, she'd be like, well, I'm better off without Daw and can't have the story without Daw, the narrator. So, that's a problem. I'm a problem that needed to be solved. Uh, so, again, it's like, okay, but if she has some extra, if she's acting on her instinct to act when she hears about an adventure that appeals to her, but she's also has an extra motivation that kind of puts her in a tough spot, uh, then she kind of might need me more. And then it makes the timing more it makes more sense. I don't know. It just kind of grew. That's where you start. I started building. I said, okay, okay. This pushes her. This pushes us into the world of thirteen Cs in the first episode. And then it keeps us moving. Then it gives us kind of because, like again, people don't believe this and. Uh, but you cannot have any story, in my opinion, but definitely even a sleep with a story without layers of conflict, like uh, an antagonism. And and, it, and that makes it fun to make episodes of sleep with me. But without an episode, like, without any conflict or antagonism, the episodes, there's no motion. Like the episodes, even though they're sleepy you can't meander without moving forward. Like you can't meander without moving. Right. Even if you're going backwards, you need some sort of momentum. And like, like, like even if you have a great character, like if there's no sort of antagonism or purpose or conflict, even if there's a purpose, then they're just good. Well, why would they meander if they know the goal, uh, or, I don't know, it just ma- makes it, it makes a better story, but it also makes it, the story is almost impossible to tell for me uh, in a concise way, I mean, in a concise way within the Sleep With Me sandbox without having some sort of, like like, I can't, I just can't, I don't know, it's the only way to form it for me. It's kind of like part of the language or something, I don't know how to describe it. And it also gives you, like, you're building a train, right? Uh, and uh, it's like, okay, so it's like the train's moving. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, uh, it's just part of my process, I, I guess. So I said, okay, well, okay, so now we have a couple motivations that are moving, and then we're formulating like, and I said, okay, this is better than just having this like one giant piece of antagonism because we don't know what it is. Uh, we're trying to figure that out as Lady Witchweird and Daw. So what are the antagonisms or conflicts? Well, we don't know. we got to find Brandy and get to the bottom of it. But Lady Witchweird also has uh, lost her clearance as a pirate and she's expected to be the apprentice of this guy, Don Dankle. Okay, will Don dankle be the antagonist or not? Well, he's going to be a source of antagonism, but I felt like, uh, for me, sometimes stuff can be on the nose or like whatever, as expected. But I was like, oh, like, uh, and I think a character like, uh, like, uh, like that type of Don Dankele swashbuckling pirate that's not good is is a great could be a great character. But for this series, I said, eh, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Uh, at first, I kind of was like, "like I was like, but this could be. I said, who is this Don Dankle? He's incredibly, you know, swashbuckling and dashing. I don't know if Lady Witchbeard will like that, but <laughs> as much as I wanted those two not to get along, and I thought it would be good for the story, or it might dri- drive us to this next, where we're, drive us towards the man who love the sea and brandy. It just ended up uh, then, no, as we uncovered stuff uh, that wasn't what was story, what we were finding in the story swamp as we dug into the muck below. But it did keep carry us into episode two and three. I said, okay, and it makes perfect sense. Uh, the pirates killed in the thirteen seas has very strict rules. Lady Witchweed has not been paying her dues or, you know, renewing her certifications. And so by their rules, uh, she's no longer a full-fledged pirate. She's an apprentice, and she has to go back and work with Don Dankle, who is a by-the-bookish full-fledged pirate. And then she could be, regain her rights to piracy. Um, and would Lady Witch Weird be down for that? Oh, no, 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 no. And I thought also, like, be, like, a little bit of character building for Lady Witchery, that's, like, she has to kind of relearn these skills. We didn't really have time to play in that too much. And maybe that, oh, will this story be an exploration of her? Does she have some sort of pirate inadequacy? Which, I mean, in some sense, that's how the payoff of the series is, but in a much different, unexpected way. But so those were, again, okay, that's carrying the story forward for me. And exploring some new ground, or I don't know, it felt good. Uh, so I said, okay, so this is why Lady Witch was returning to 13 Seas. Why is 13 C's? Oh, this is this universal myth. Like, what if, uh, I, I don't know, I said, because some of the stuff about the necklace in the song, I said, okay, that's a very specific thing to mention in a song. Uh, gold of chain from the north of Spain or whatever. And I said, okay, that's something. And then, so I said, maybe that's a lady which, Well, that reminds me, uh, like, it's not like she'd never heard the song before. Cause otherwise it's like, uh, well, Brandy's from this world. Like, uh, like, uh, I mean, I thought about that for a little while, but I said, okay, there's no way we could set it in 2020, 2021. Uh, like, it just wouldn't be as fun. Uh, and I don't know, 13 C's is something I always wanted. I guess that was like a qualifier for the season, like, or or something on my checklist. It's like, does this take place in the 13 C's? Well, I don't know. So, I don't know. Then saying, I mean, it was a little bit of a cheat, I guess, to say, oh, yeah, I know this song from the 13 C's too. Let's look into it. Also, let's go. Oh, why? Well, I want to go on this adventure. Lady Witcher is not totally honest. I lost all my, you know, let's go now as opposed to let's go later. Because otherwise it's like, well, this song's old. Why do we need to go now? So then we go, and I'm not sure the series of events again, because like I said, it's episodically modular, but we get to that world And sometimes, like I talk about Sleep With Me, trying to keep it as contained as I can as far as characters. And so we definitely hit some hurdles with that because we came across Brandy because he definitely wanted to do a scene with Brandy, like finding Brandy and like a kind of um, procedural in the sense of like, uh, let's go through this song and find Brandy. And at first I thought that would carry, the, like, maybe that's it. Like, the whole, I thought maybe the whole season would be us going to different ports to find Brandy, trying to stay, like, dealing with Don Dankel, and then trying to find the man who loves the sea. So I think at the time that's kind of how I thought things would unfold. Uh But... uh it, it, apparently it didn't like I did definitely wanted to have a scene with Lady Witchbeard kind of teaching some of the men that aren't appreciative of Brandy's hard work, uh, a lesson. So that was kind of gratuitous in some sense. Cause I said, Lady Witchbeard would not like this behavior of saying, Oh, why don't you be my husband or whatever? Uh, but then once we discover Brandy, it, like, uh, I was like, okay, um, it didn't, I wasn't comfortable with Brandy as like, uh, uh, someone that needed to be rescued. Like I said, okay, that's not, uh, not feeling that as like a part of the story. Like, oh, our job is to kind of help or, or someone trying to get back. Like, uh, like, well, those kind of things are part of the story like longing and vengeance or whatever, again, they they didn't start pulling the string. So I said, okay, well, that's unfortunate. I thought it would. Uh, uh, but again, that's not appealing to Lady Witcher. She wants to look into this. Uh, um, but I don't know. In a st- sense, we got distracted because there was another story to be told. It's really that simple. Uh, And, yeah, it takes two or three episodes to find that out. So then it was like Don Danko's trying to track Lady Witchbeard down. Is Don Danko going to catch us? Uh, What would happen then? Uh, Okay, well, maybe that is inevitable because I kind of watched some movies. I said, okay, well, this is what happened in this movie. It probably happened a little bit different. How could it happen a little bit differently And then it's like, okay, well, what if Lady Witch Weird ends up being Dan Danko's Apprentice? Uh, And I said, okay, that wouldn't, like, you can't hang out. Like I said, okay, how are we going to do this creatively? Because you can't force, even for three or four episodes, at first I said, okay, I don't think this is going to work with Lady Witch Weird just being passive. I don't know, like having an onboard-contained ship-like ship kind of thing where it's like, oh, Lady Witch, like Don Dankel's like, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't feeling it again. And Don Dankel as a character was troublesome in a good way because he was like, okay, well, I don't want to be a dominant uh, boss. Uh, I just want to be, again, in this theme of competence in some sense. He said, I'm not looking really to which we're supposed to be my apprentice. Not, my, I'm not here to demean her. I'm here to treat her with dignity and respect, but also by by the rules uh, and, you know, to build her up uh, and get her back as a full-fledged pirate, but by the rules. So then I said, oh, boy, we got, <sighs> we got some creative challenges here. So we have Brandy and Brandy. Uh, the song is still motivating Lady Witchward, but Brandy doesn't seem to be catalyzing anything. And I don't want to force that on her because she's saying, No, I'm not a catalyst right now. But there is something mysterious about me. So, I mean, it, normally in another story, you'd have to figure this out or you'd figure it out in a series of drafts. And you say, But meanwhile, I'm figuring it out why I'm building the train, right? But that's a good thing for sleep with me because you say, Okay. If the question doesn't want to be answered now, then part of the story is exploring and finding the answer. Okay, Brandy's mysterious. I don't get her motivations. Okay, let's say yes to that. Uh, Don Dankel does not want to be the center of the story as an antagonist of Lady Witchbeard. Okay, huh. Well, that's interesting choice you're making, <laughs> Don Dankel, not, not. It's not a... It's not ideal for me as a storyteller, but I'll listen to you. Like, it's, like, almost like Don Dangle, uh, it, it, this is not a, uh, like, a direct link, but, like, in, uh, it, maybe it's in the back of my mind, I don't know. Like, like when Riker, everybody's like, when are you going to be in command of your own ship? When are you going to be in command of your own ship? Uh, and he's like, geez, I'm on my own timeline, like, or I'm, ha- like, this is, uh, like, it's none of your business, basically. Don Dankel was saying to me, it's none of your business. I said, why aren't you going to be a jerk? Or why aren't you going to cause some trouble that Lady Witchbeard has to react to in a direct way? I said, none of your business. "What? I'm running the ship. I'm a member of the guild. I'm just competent. None of your business. Anything else? I said, yeah, but I created you. Not, not too late now. So then I said, Okay. All right, well, uh, where do we build from here? And I don't know where the other ideas came from. That ended up being the, the foundation for the story that we did tell. Uh, but it was like, uh, again, uh, like investigating a little bit of a mystery, which worked in these constraints that the characters were giving me. Lady Witchbeard had, and I found ourselves under Don Dankle. Don Dankle was not going to be moving the story forward but a part of the story and brandy at the time was uh, saying well i'm just a mystery and i'm a passive mystery at this point but there is something more to me so i said okay but don Dankel didn't say there's something more to me so i guess that's like a, you might say well no the, those characters were t- saying two different things Brandy was saying, just wait, yeah, my motivations aren't going to be clear to you, which in some storytelling you might say, I don't know, there's something to write about and explore. Like, you, so many people are used to consuming created things, so this is more part of the process for me. So then I say, okay. So then I said, okay, well, um, this is what we have here to work with, Uh and I don't really know where it came from, to be honest. But I said, okay, wait a second. Uh, the leap did come, That and Brandy would be a part of it, uh, but I still wasn't sure if she would be a part of it on whose side. But I said, okay, what would put the man who loves the sea under dirt? Like, what would be the greatest source of antagonism? So if Lady Witcher is investigating the man who loves the sea, and Brandy, trying to find him. Uh, like, that, she would use the necklace, she would find Brandy, then she would find the necklace, or do those things. So that's how Lady Witchbeard would behave. Uh, but if we still needed a source of antagonism, and we've struck out Brandy, not a current active source of antagonism. Uh, Don Dankel... Not going to be a long-term source of antagonism. Maybe conflict, because he's, you know, an obstacle. But he's not going to, the story's not going to turn on his decisions. Uh, He's not going to be in opposition. He might be in conflict with Lady Lady Witchbeard, but he's, you know what I mean? So I said, okay... Well, if Lady Witchbeard's purpose of this season is to tell the story of Lady Witchbeard and finding the man who loves the sea and investigating that, uh, okay, well, we have our investigation. Now, you do have some short-term conflict. Don Dankles in the way of that investigation because we need to find north of Spain. So that's kind of where you say, okay. But at the same time, then you say the growing antagonism of the season so there's your episodically antagonism. It's like procedural, like a couple episodes of procedural. But then also then the the good thing is when you don't have, you have to get more creative. Okay, well, what would be the worst thing that could happen to the man who loves the sea? uh, The sea ceases to, to exist. Oh, what would be the worst thing that could happen to, to Lady Witchbeard if she's a witch pirate in the 13 seas? The seas would cease to exist. And then you actually build more. Oh, wait, Don Danko wouldn't like that either. Um, and then you say, okay, well, how would you cease the seas to exist uh, and why? And then the rest of the season just grows out of that. Oh, boy. Well, what if you made Jell- the sea into jello? Uh, that wouldn't be good for anybody. Why would you make the who would make the scene to jello? why would they do that and how would we stop how would we one realize that and then how would we stop them so that's where you start to get motivation of uh well you know what i mean that that carries us through to the end uh and that made it fun and then it also gave us my favorite thing i think about the series was saying that uh like, like getting, giving Lady Witcher a chance to to explore, to be, to surrender and to to not have competence, uh, to be like, wait a second, I'm outmatched here. What do I do in the case where I'm outmatched, but I still, and that's what great movies do or great stories, uh, like of these, uh, like, uh, I mean, they do them in a much different way, but you say, Okay, how do you say, you know, if the stakes are the sea and your opposition is stronger than you and your best plan, like how would Lady Witchwood react to that if that's the truth? Uh, And then she like, uh, so that was like my definitely my favorite part uh, from an emotional connection to a character standpoint. And as a human being, I guess, like uh, to think about Lady Witchwood as a real living and breathing being is like well this is a gigantic opportunity for growth uh, and heroism and setting an example of what heroism and leadership really is is saying huh how do I behave if uh, I need to do what's best for everybody? It's impossible from a storytelling standpoint like uh, it's always like when you're reaching the top of the story or whatever you say. okay fixing saving. If this is the stakes and saving, like doing what it takes to, uh, like, uh, to save the stakes is impossible. How does the character go beyond that? You know, and like Lady Witchweird's limitation is almost her effectiveness and her competence. That's like her weakest point that they've discovered, and they hope to prey on that. And then that's how this. I mean, then that leads to the final episode. Uh, And then, yeah, who knows what comes out of that. Uh, We did take a lot of time, so we didn't get to look into the old lady, which we can find that. I think we ran it as a repeat once, and uh, patrons can find it for sure. And then, yeah, soon I'll be working on the new series. Uh, So we have a holiday threefer, uh, which is based on one popular episode from the holidays last year. And then um, we'll start a new series that will run 12 or 13 episodes in the winter and the spring of 2022 that I'm excited about. It'll be a new series, uh, uh, so I'm really pumped. And, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much, and good night, everybody.